eye-to-eye sports. This is Dorm Room Sports Talk. What is up? We are back, eye-to-eye sports, bringing you another Dorm Room Sports Talk. Last week, guys, not what we wanted. Um, We did a good podcast, but it actually uh, got lost in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why it didn't air. Uh, that we'll, we'll stick with that reasoning of, of what actually happened to that it's podcast. It's not because Tim was laughing uncontrollably for the right. entire show. That's, I think it's that's because Tyler it. was breathing into the mic the that's, whole that's episode. That's definitely not it either. Pretty um, sure it was Nick. Yeah, no. Blame it on be. me. Could be. Anywho. Everything's my uh, fault. Let's bring it over to Tristan. Tristan, what do we got on the board tonight? It should be a good show. All right, boys. Tonight, we finally talk about the Olympics because there's a sport we actually care about, and that is women's ice hockey. Uh, they defeated Team Canada. Let's go USA, baby. And then we move to the NBA. Kawhi Leonard has been cleared to return, but says, not. Nah, I'm going to still sit out. Pop thinks he's done for the season. Do the Spurs have a shot to make some noise in the playoffs? Also, can the Rockets hold on to the league's best record? We talk all-star game format thoughts. Also, should we change? should the NBA be changing the playoff? format we move to the mlb spring training red sox played northeastern and bc today they just red sox just acquired jd martinez does this make are the yankees still the favorite in the al east red sox the yanks who you got in the al east also thoughts on hosmer to the padres then we talk a little bit college basketball are we expecting an early exit from unc in kansas in the tourney this year also, the Kentucky Wildcats are struggling. Will they be able to turn it around in time for the tourney? And are they done being the go-to destination for recruits? Let's start with the Olympics. Guys, Team Canada's reign is finally over, and U.S. women's hockey is now the champ. You know, if you watch that game, you, you can tell that the, uh, the better team came out on top. The USA dominated that entire overtime period and really the entire second half of that game. Uh, excluding, obviously, power plays for Canada. And the entire second period. I was going to say. I disagree, but I guess we'll have to run back well, the tape the, on that the one. The score would, I mean, say it itself. It was 2-1. to one. Oh, yeah, it's domination there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, to, to continue, they, it was a really great game. It was fun to watch. And uh, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to that woman on Canada who took off her silver medal. That's competition at its finest. Don't settle for silver. Got to go for gold. Always. Nothing is... Uh, comes close. All right, we, we don't care about Canada. <laughs> All we care about is the United States. It's incredible how one night every single person, a lot, a lot of sports fans in this country were women's hockey fans. There are not even that many hockey fans in this country, let alone women's hockey fans. Team USA played well. They got the job done. Maddie Rooney is a 20-year-old goalie. She played really well for the United States. And the shootout winner by Jocelyn Lamaru, who I can tell you I definitely heard of before last night mm. was brilliant um it's a great story as always olympics bring out great stories we love that stuff but let's be honest guys we're not having a good olympics um we're we're not what we thought coming in um obviously we're better in the summer olympics but i thought we'd we'd get more in, in uh medals and and look better so this is huge i really like um what the women's team was able to do like i said great story and i'm happy we finally put canada in their place which is second place which is sick. Also, you know, USA got a big win over Canada in curling. I noticed you that. Know, that's, that is big that's stuff. Talking I'm not about. saying the USA is better than Canada in the Winter Olympics. I'm just saying the U.S. is better than Canada in the Winter Olympics. This team is, you know, USA. We, we clean up nice. Love I, watching curling. I, I, 
I, that's that's tough. I would say though, as Johnny mentioned, you know, Winter Olympics, us U.S. people were cocky. We like to be top of the line. That's mm. what we get in the Summer Olympics. We expect it in the Winter Olympics, and I think every year we're disappointed when Norway destroys everybody. Yeah, I'd like to just call out Johnny for being stupid right there. I mean, <laughs> you look right, at the medal yeah, count from definitely. Sochi, Russia, and it's pretty much the same exact thing with the United States in fourth place. Uh, Norway at the top of the pack. Russia was at the top then. So what, there was what some, are you calling me? I, I don't understand. There. What you are you said, calling you me? You said that the USA is disappointing when they finish the same place as I the I would last argue time, they're so. disappointing. They're dis- I, Dude, I, I we're disagree. the best country in the world. What medal do you think? We should be first, first every in everything. Time. I disagree. We should be oh first every time. Well, then go move to Canada. That's all what? I say to you. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Different, different level here is it's interesting that the women's hockey team wins gold in the same cycle where the men's hockey team has no, no recognizable yeah, yeah. players on it, it really shows how well hockey can thrive if they're putting out a winning product. And I think the NHL will notice that come 2022 in Beijing. Second time this year, a men's team has failed and a women's team pulls through with, uh, with the soccer team. So. Deserve a little bit more recognition, I, I say. What do you guys say? Definitely. That was fun to watch. Definitely. I'd definitely consider it. Also, I, liked, I would like to say United States hockey is uh, – Breakers of streaks, throwing it back to the 1980. Uh, 38 Olympics years to miracle the day. on ice, baby. USA shuts down the USSR for the miracle on ice. And women's team beats Canada, prevents them from their fifth straight gold medal. The so, redemption on what ice. What do you got to say? Yeah. U.S. had lost the two previous gold medal games to Canada. Miracle on Ice, 38 years later, Redemption on Ice. How old were you, Hamann, and uh, back in the Miracle on Ice? <laughs> How old was I? Yeah. What year was that? <laughs> <laughs> that would have uh, been 1980. 1980. Okay. Yeah. No, I, uh, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. well, that's enough Olympics. Uh, obviously, we expect big things, so maybe we'll get better at the Winter Olympics someday. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the NBA Guys, Kawhi Leonard medically cleared to play, however, has decided to sit out. Pop doesn't think he'll be back this year, so what does this mean for the Spurs, and what does this say about Kawhi Leonard? It's a weird story, Um, really weird. I mean, Kawhi, when he's in the league, he's a top three player, I think, just because of what he can do on both sides of the floor. Um, If you're healthy, you usually play, usually. I mean, I, I would think. I mean, if I was healthy and I was an NBA player, I'd hope I would get my damn that's body really on the court. That's, 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 uh, that's really the only thing holding you back from the NBA is right, health. Exactly. So it's not being five um, seven or anything. But let's be honest. There's something more going on here. You're not either. Something's up with that medical staff, or you know, I don't know. Kawhi's seriously injured. Uh, this is a weird story. If if the Spurs are doing anything in the playoffs, um, they they need their best player. Kawhi Leonard, uh, obviously there was like a lot of problems earlier on the season. Like there was reports that he was uh, uncomfortable and unhappy with how the team was handling his injury. The question being, um, can they make noise in the playoffs even with him? The answer to that is no. Uh, they're second in defensive rating right now without him. They're a great defensive team. They're a very well-coached team, but they cannot keep up with the likes of the Warriors and the Rockets right now look amazing. Uh, Kawhi is a great player. He's probably the best two-way player in the league, but he's not going to make that big of a difference even if he comes back. Oh, really? Yeah. Game one at Oracle. What okay. was the score? Right. They were up so 20, 20 the Celtics, points? The Celtics beat the, the Cavs I, in, I, in Cleveland. I but. agree with Heilman. Is, 
are they better than the Rockets and Warriors with Kawhi, who's going to have to rehab and come off his injury uh, well, this then season? That's no debate. This then. season, that's probably no not. But I think this says something about Kawhi Leonard. If you're medically cleared to play with a couple of months left to go in the season and you decide to sit out, that says something. You know, mm. if I'm a fan of the Spurs, you know, I want my best guys on the floor and I see someone who the doctors say, you can go out and play and he just sits out, it would bother me as a fan. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Without a doubt, and I think uh, the reports have been going on for a while that he's unhappy. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't remember how much time he has exactly on his contract, but when that expires, he'll most likely be gone in my mind. Uh, what this means for this season, though, um, I think that people have been saying pretty much the only teams that can challenge the Warriors are the Spurs on a miracle and um, the Rockets, obviously. I think that the Spurs are just completely out of contention now. They couldn't beat them with Kawhi. There's no way they can beat the Warriors without Kawhi. Well, in a seven-game series, there's no way that they're doing anything. But is there a way they could take if they could somehow take it past a sweep, past four games? They could take it five, maybe six. But who cares? What's the goal? Losing it's a six little or bit of fun. It's, it's. I mean, that's that's. Not, to it's me. you're looking at a Spurs team that has. I don't know who's their best player. Like. Like seventy-five-year-old Tony Parker. No, all I'm Marcus saying is, Aldridge. all I'm <laughs> saying is, doubt. nobody is raising banners for not getting swept by the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if if you're the Spurs in the West and you know, you know, you don't you don't have your best player and you can hang with the Warriors, that says that says something good for you when all, you do get him. All back. I'm saying is, this is not someone like Gordon Hayward who needs the extra time to come back from a horrific injury. Not that Kawhi's injury wasn't horrific or whatnot, but he's cleared with a couple of months left to go in the season. You could work your way back and still be ready for the playoffs. And I just think it's tough if you're a Spurs fan and if you're a player, you know, you want the best chance to win and one of your brothers, one of your guys is not willing to go out and do battle with you. Yeah, I, I one thing that I'm, I'm wondering is what is Tony Parker and Mano Ginobili saying about this? I mean, these guys are... Um, Star players, well, not well, anymore. Not anymore but you know what I mean, like yeah. NBA stars that you know everybody knows. Um, I don't know, weird. Like I said, a weird situation going on there. I'm, I'm wondering if he's having, if he's feeling discomfort, if he doesn't want what happened to Isaiah Thomas to happen to him. Well, let's let us know then. Let the public know. You know, we yeah. don't know. Come yeah, know. come out and tell us. You know, I'm sore. I'm not a hundred percent. Right. I'm not ready to go. Although I'm medically cleared. I'm not ready to play basketball. Just tell us that. Right, and that's a perfectly reasonable excuse. I don't want to further injure exactly, myself. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I'd just but. like to know that. Because there's a difference between ready to play basketball and medically cleared. Mm-hmm. Definitely. True, true. All right, well, moving on from the Spurs, let's talk about the Rockets. Uh, they took control of the best record um, in the league. You guys think they can hold on, or you think Golden State uh, takes it back? Well, they'll, they can finish with the best record in the league, but it doesn't really matter once they get to the playoffs. Um, I don't know about that. The Warriors are ranked in top five defensive and offensive rating. The Rockets' defense has improved this year. They're ninth in defensive rating, but I just I don't see it. I don't see anybody dethroning the Warriors in their, their big four. The Rockets are an offensive juggernaut, 28-1 um, with Capella, Harden, and uh, Chris Paul. So... Hamid, mean, that's an awful take. Absolutely okay. terrible. Um, <laughs> do you know the record right now between uh, Houston and Golden State? You know what that is right now? What is it? It's 2-0. Okay. You know who holds it? 
The Rockets? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good for them. Yeah. We'll see come playoff time when they have to play them in a seven-game series. But All I'm saying, no, it will be tough to beat the Warriors in a seven-game series, except I think of all the teams besides that Cavs team that come somehow came back, this Rockets team is best prepared, best equipped to knock off the Warriors. You mentioned their record with Capella, Harden, and Chris Paul. Eric Gordon's a beast off the bench. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of really good pieces. Obviously, Anderson knocks down threes. Gerald Green. Yeah, they knock down threes. They play the same style of basketball that the Warriors does. That the Warriors do, and that'll help them in a seven-game series. Yeah, uh, we've seen the Rockets, you know, beat the Warriors and challenge the Warriors consistently. And I think that they're the they have the best chance to knock off the Warriors, but at the same time, you really can't bet against that cast of characters. Does Just that- the playoff experience that they have, already winning several finals, and the core of like four superstars. It's it's unbelievable. What Here's they have my going thing, on. though. Here's my thing, though, Tim. Um, you know the Rockets bench is just leagues better right now than the the one thing oh, the swaggy Warriors. Swaggy P, come on. The one, well, that's the thing. The the Warriors have had their bench has struggled. You know they got. Swaggy P, which people thought was going to be a big acquisition for them. He's been playing all right. He has his games. Um, but the Rockets bench, I mean, Ariza, Nene. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Gerald Green, Nene. you know. These guys, these guys can come in and make their shots. And Bamute, a good defender off the bench. It's, I don't know. I, something, something's different about this Rockets team, Howman, and that's all I'm saying. So how, how much does that home court matter? Because if you're the Rockets nah. and you're the one seed and you got that home court over the Warriors when you come to the, the conference finals, does that matter I at think, all? I think home court matters only when <clears throat> you don't play a style that can beat your opponent. I think then, then it matters. But when, when you're just shooting teams, home court doesn't really matter. I, I would argue differently. Oracle, Roracle is the loudest building in the NBA. And... You want to be at home for a Game 7. I think a Rockets-Warriors series is definitely going to Game 7. And if you're Houston, it's more valuable for you to be at home than the Warriors. At the same time, though, the Warriors, at the time of filming, are 22-7 and at home, 22-7 and on the road. The Rockets, 23-6 and at home, 21-7 and on the road. They're very similar teams, both at home and on the road. So I don't think it's going to be a huge difference, but, you know, if it's like a one-point game, I think it definitely could come into play. I think it also is worth discussing that the Warriors kind of struggled their way towards the All-Star break. They, yeah. They struggled, and it's not an excuse, but they play late, obviously, into the finals every single year. Less of an offseason. It takes a toll on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, well, that All-Star break was definitely needed for the Warriors and the Celtics. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about that All-Star game. The new format, the captains... Tim shaking his head. Tim, um, stop shaking you, damn. Uh, it's it. Sorry to cut you off. It, but not really. This is like, quite frankly, absurd that we're talking about an ex, uh, exhibition game for what would be the third straight episode. Who cares? That's, it was that's 148 to 145. That was a very competitive. That's game. great. That's great. Does it have any bearing on anything? It was fun. It was, it was very fun, fun. man. Try to have some fun, Tim. Lighten up. Tim, what's I mean, wrong with you? I, okay? I thought we were running a serious program here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know to tell you. After last week, this is anything but serious. But in all seriousness, the NBA All-Star Game is very worth discussing. It was a new format. It was a lot of fun. There was effort. You saw guys, effort, you know, yes. Kevin Durant and LeBron James locked down on Steph Curry that last possession. And they were celebrating like they had won the NBA Finals. I think it's a little bit much 
but you're getting a competitive game from the world's best players as opposed to just a three-point shootout. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. It was it was really amazing. Just that last possession. I want to go back to that last possession. Demar Derozan ball in the corner, just getting like harassed by KD and LeBron. I mean, these are some of the best players in the world. Imagine, you know, you Tim. Put, let's let's put you in someone's shoes for a sec. Let's say you're the best basketball player in the world, right? And Tyler Guilty. here, Tyler here is guarding you. He's the second best player in the world. Doesn't that have something? And then, and then you're surrounded by other guys who are just as great as you. You don't think that. That's not cool. That's not interesting. The fans don't want to see that. If any, I, if anybody had to watch Tim and I play basketball, I'd feel bad for you. Okay. <laughs> well, that's number one. Number two, uh, like I, I'm so lost right now. Okay. Like, right. We here's talked the, about it previously. Okay. Here's it thing. happens year in year out. Like I, I don't understand what's so special. That happens I, I think, every year. Yeah, dude, this had a different feel to but it. But Johnny's out here saying like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like we can watch this, this, this every year. That was like, the, this that was the best like, NBA All Star game. This is like groundbreaking I, things going I've on ever right seen. Now. I, that's the best NBA All Star game I've ever seen. That's, that's all, great, all I'm Johnny. Here's, here's what I think is is good about the format this year. And it was more competitive. It was better basketball. This is going to sound like, a, I don't know, kind of a soft take. But it's good for the international growth of the game. Because you actually see the best players in the world actually trying, rather than them just run up and down the court and take wide open layups and dunks. You Here. see real basketball, which is good for the growth of the game. I got two things to address. I'll get to Fergie in a minute because that was <laughs> oh, oh, yes. that was an Wait, utter what, disaster. What about Pharrell? The halftime show and the pregame <laughs> festivities in Fergie were awful. <laughs> that needs to be shout big. out, Migos. <laughs> I, that was awful. But the game, which was fun in the fourth quarter, I thought in the second and third quarter was kind of slow. It was slow. It was James Harden and Steph Curry basically bricking shots all night and. I don't think there was really a lot more defense for most of this game. A lot of missed shots, and I thought it was slow. Yeah, was score it, score was still like close to three hundred. Was, so. was it fun? Was it fun at the end? Definitely, but there still needs to be a little bit more competitiveness well, throughout the going, entire it's game. It's not going to be. It's never going to be a full competitive game because it's an all star game. I just need to see LeBron James dunk on somebody. Look, here's here's my game. thing. First quarter, guys were locking each other down. Fourth quarter, guys were really locking each other down, and they wanted it. Whether it be for that hundred, what was a hundred thousand dollars, three hundred and fifty thousand. Well, to charity. To charity, yeah. But then, then they also got a hundred thousand dollars if you win, and twenty five thousand dollars if you lost. Yeah, I'm sure I just LeBron that, James and his one billion that? dollar Nike uh, deals really. What about, what about a guy like Cat? What about like guy like Cat? He'll get Excuse, paid. Excuse. Okay, short can we order, quickly just talk about the three hundred and fifty thousand dollar donation to charities? That is absolutely pocket change for all those guys combined there. Why don't they just? put it in a huge pot and give a little bit more. I mean, that's just while, while I agree, they could afford more. At the same time, I'm not donating $350,000, so I, I can't really talk. Mm. You're not a billion-dollar if, if I'm a multi-million dollar, yes, Tim, right. I think I can afford 350000 I, I want to hear some more comments on Fergie. Listen, what was that? She tried to take a different approach to I it. Don't even try to defend Are you defending I'm not, Fergie? I'm not defending, but... but I mean, you got. I feel for her. She, I mean, oh, come oh, on. We are, in, for her. we are in L.A. We are in Hollywood. You've got anybody you could choose, 
and you choose a lady who's going to make your ears bleed? <laughs> no, no. Here's okay. I don't have a problem with she Fergie. It. I have a problem she with the way she did the Good national Lord. anthem. She tried to make the national anthem sexy. And that's she, not and it what the that's not what it's about. It's like she's like she's like singing like she's like moving like up and down the microphone like sing it how it's supposed to be sung. Don't make it sexy. It's disrespectful. America is sexy. I mean, I think I think I can okay. sing better than that in the damn shower. You, you I know mean, what? that was awful. I, I have an idea for next year. We will will we'll come in making it a sexy a sexy. Uh, uh, rendition, and we'll have Tim come out with his shirt off, <laughs> kind of just like dancing around. And I think I think we can do that next year. We just have to warn the audience. This is officially gone <laughs> off the rails. Definitely yeah. an interesting <laughs> idea, Jonathan. I think keep that'll that in work. Mind. I think that'll work. All right, can, can we move can on? We, yeah, let's keep this on a somewhat serious note, or we turn it to last week again. And put it out there, folks. Tim O'Sullivan or Fergie, let it be known. <laughs> all right, let's let's move I'll on. I'll take Tim all day. <laughs> Let's move on to the MLB. So, J.D. Martinez finally signed with the Red Sox. That's pretty cool, right? Um, also, so does that are they better than the Yankees? Not even close. Um, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm a little biased. This guy was acting like, please excuse my language, a huge baby all off season. Okay, <laughs> he was demanding two hundred million dollars. Someone censor Tim. He said baby. Uh, this guy, I mean, come on. Like, and additionally, you know, he had forty home runs last year. Great. He joins the he had forty-five home runs in one hundred and twenty games. That's great for him. Um, he's joining the worst <laughs> power-hitting team in baseball against the absolute juggernaut that was the New York Yankees last year. That have added the National League MVP, who like what he had nearly sixty home runs last year. They are still the front runners. However, they're probably better as a result of signing Martinez. All right. Tim got his feelings hurt because J.D. Martinez demanded <laughs> the money that he was owed. I mean. That's owed. Come on, dude. I mean, that's crazy for a guy to put a value on himself. But anyway, I mean, yeah, Tim, it's okay. But the point is, is the Red Sox, everyone forgets, were the division champions the last two years. They add J.D. Martinez, the Yankees add Giancarlo Stanton. There is not a massive difference between those two players. 45 home runs in 120 games as opposed to 60 home runs in however many Stan had, whether that be 150, you know, I don't really know, but just accounting for off days. Are the Red Sox and Yankees significantly better as teams? Yes. But are they that far apart as opposed to last year? I don't think so. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is how the people that underperformed last year do this year. So like Mookie Betts, I think he had like, like 250. Like if he can get back team. over 300, we're in great shape. Hanley? If, Hanley performs near adequately. We're great. Yeah, both, if Bogarts. David Price acts like even resembling his Cy Young self, we're in great shape. I mean, if but we those got are playoff huge... David Price the whole year, oh, that'd God, be yeah. crazy. Here's, but here's... those are huge question marks, and it's it's tough to say. But I'm just basing this off on what we saw last year. JD Martinez makes us better, but not better than the Yankees adding well, John Carlos. If, if we're... Well, then we got to look at the Yankees because they, I would say. Uh, overperformed last year. Mm, people no, thought they no. were people thought they were two three years away, and they came last year. They got good young guys. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They, they do. 
they had good young guys, and I guess people didn't know that they were good, but they were good young guys. And people also underestimate certain Yankees. Didi Gregorius is a really oh, yeah. good player. Oh, yeah. He didn't do anything crazy last year that he can't replicate. But the Yankees <clears throat> pitching, I would say, overperformed a little bit last year. CC Sabathia is not going to be able to reproduce a three ERA. He had like a four or five ERA two previous seasons. So will Luis Severino be a Cy Young candidate? Who knows? But I would argue the Red Sox have better pitching than the Yankees. Here's my thing with this Red Sox team. You mentioned it, Tyler. AL East champions two years in a row. But where does that get you? It hasn't got you anywhere. This team doesn't have playoff experience. And, you know, it's driving me nuts because these guys come out. They they have a great regular season. Obviously, like you said, some of the guys underperform. But they still do well in the, in the regular season team-wise. But then they come in the playoffs. They're a different team. It's cra- It really is. It drives me nuts because I think these last two years, we all thought we had a shot at the World Series, right? Am well, I right? here's the problem with the last two years is the Red Sox were a good team. They weren't great at anything. But they were fundamentally sound to capture cool. a title. Cool, but you're not, you're not, if you're not great at anything, you're not winning the World Series. The Yankees had the best bullpen in, in all right. of baseball last year. They had power. There are two things they're great at. Bang, you're you're almost in the World Series. If you're just really good at everything, you're like it actually getting to the works. World Series is not gonna happen. I think also the the catalyst for the Red Sox this year could be pitching. Porce- just because a guy like Porcello. You have three well, two Cy Young winners, one guy that came damn close several times in Chris Sale. And then you also have a couple guys who have shown potential in Eduardo Rodriguez and um Who's the other one they have? Poor Porcello was close. He Pomerantz. was Cy Young. He already, Pomerantz. Pomerantz has been really good when he's good. So, I mean, you know, again, this is a huge if, but if David Price performs well again, that's great. We are in great shape. If Porcello doesn't suck, then we're in great shape. <laughs> yeah. But he these are all question course. marks. And if everything goes our way and everything, you know, everyone plays up to their potential or even their expectations, then the Red Sox are great. I also think it matters that two first-year managers for this team, mm-hmm. for these teams. Alex Cora is a guy that the Red Sox needed to make a move. Mookie Betts and Bogarts talked about tension in the clubhouse last year with John Farrell. The Yankees didn't have to make a move by any means, and they bring in a really unexperienced guy. I think Aaron Boone's going to be a good manager, but it'll take time. Mm. I definitely, it's going to be a good battle atop the AL this year. Red Sox. Astros, Yanks, it should be fun Indians, to watch. don't forget the Indians. Indians. Yeah. And they They're not kind going of were away. disappointing last year. Astros, not going away. All right, let's 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 hear our thoughts about uh, Hosmer. Hosmer finally signed his huge deal that he was looking for for the Padres. Tim, did he hurt your feelings for as well? Padres. No, okay. So <laughs> let, me, let me get this straight here. Why uh, would you go to the Padres? The Padres seemingly every offseason make a move. And everyone thinks that they're the favorite. Matt Kemp. <laughs> Matt Kemp. Yeah. Uh, Will Myers. Now they have Hosmer. I'm guessing Myers will move back out to the outfield. But, like, I don't know. They just don't convince me. Like I said in a previous podcast, the Giants, I have high hopes for them this year. The Dodgers, they made the World Series, so they're not going anywhere. Uh, you know, it's a tough division that they're in. And I don't think that they're good enough right now to be serious contenders. Still got the Cubs too, Tim. What? The Cubs in, in the NL West. West. Oh, I thought you were talking about in the NL. No. The Padres the NL in general. 
are yeah, probably still the worst team right. in that division. I'm saying. Uh, I, Rockies, I, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and Giants are all better than them. I don't know if the Diamondbacks are better right now. Yeah, they are. The, they just lost name their best one, Name one pitcher on the San Diego Padres. At the moment. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Crickets. The, the Padres will give up a million runs a game, and Eric Hosmer and Will Myers will not be able to save them. I mean, the entire team is just a bunch of scrubs. Uh, well, pers- I think they I also. Think have- I think Hosmer is being ridiculously overpaid. By the way. Oh, of course. I he he was pretty average. I think. I I, I feel like he's just an like he's a like slightly above average player. Like he's a little bit. He's like Mitch Moreland, but like five percent better. He's much better than Mitch Moreland. We saw Mitch Moreland last year, and there was nothing to see there. <laughs> um, I I just going back to what Tyler said. I just looked up their rotation. Don't recognize a single name. That's not great. Read, read it that's, off. Read it off, Tim. We got uh, Richard Mitchell, Lamette, uh, Perdomo, Erwin, <laughs> Rhea. Not great. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I don't see it happening so for them. So here, so Hosmer clearly in it for the money. Yeah, well, I feel I mean, like this is the only team that made him a significant offer. The Royals said they were never going to be in on Hosmer. They didn't have the money. Also, San Diego was the only team that was interested. Next year is being toted as the biggest free agent class ever. Yeah, Everyone's saving like their money. Bryce Harper, I think Machado's a free agent. Yeah. Everyone's I mean, saving got- their money for next year wisely. And, you know, the people this year just got screwed by it. And Scott, oh, wow. Scott Boris is a little mad. Yeah, yeah and, Scott Boris very mad. And apparently Tim's upset as well. No, but. I'm upset <laughs> that J.D. Martinez was acting like a Like child. a guy who hit 45 home runs in 120 Tell us how you really feel. What was he acting like, Tim? A child. I'm <laughs> pretty sure was, the <laughs> term was baby. Yeah, a huge baby. <laughs> yeah, he had to prepare the audience for that yeah. one. <laughs> all right, um, boys. Well, I think that's all we got time for today. We're going to wrap it up. So excited for the MLB season, not going to lie. It was nice watching the Red Sox today down in Florida. Um, well, I'm up here. I'm itching to get back. I'm TV. itching to get back. I got tickets. Good Good spring training. We played catch the other day. You know it's big time. All right. That's enough for Dorm Room Sports Talk. We are out. Adios. See, See ya. ya. Peace.